man, that's the man of the hour, homeboy. All right, people, you guys all know what it is. It is the one and the only, the American Cholo Podcast. I got my co-host, Boo Boo Bear, in the house. That's right, that's right. What's up, everybody? Yeah, so before we get this thing, before we, you're supposed to dance, you're supposed, supposed to dance with TikTok, fool. That, that's what that's what the homie did. So hey, check this out. Before we, before we get started, thank you guys for tapping in here today and supporting the channel. I want to first thank uh, the sponsors of today's show. The sponsor of today's show, as you can see, is Carnalismo Clothing. Cardinalismo Clothing is some badass Chicano line. You guys can look for it on Google it, on IG, Cardinalismo Clothing. They got all that Chicano gear that you want for affordable affordable prices. And also, it's Raza owned, it's brown owned. We need to keep the money in our community to, you know, to progress as one people. Another one we're gonna do is on to, to Suavacito Pomade, man. Big shout out to Suavacito Pomade. There are another ones today's sponsors of the channel. They're sponsoring today's show. Um, you can get your pomade out here in Southern California. You can't go to a barbershop without seeing Suavacitos pomade. So make sure you guys support those guys because they support us. And like that, we support each other. With that, hit that intro beat again, Chris. And today, we got another great guest in the house. It's a homie from out here. Well, I think they used to claim the 818. Now they don't want to claim the 818 no more, but we'll get into that right now. <laughs> hey, uh, straight out of Nella. Let's give it to OG Chino from Tunerill. Stand up real quick. Now we can see the shirt. Oh, come on, Chino. Pa' que sepan, wey. Pa' que sepan. That's what's up, brother. What's good, Chino? Just chilling, man. You know? Yeah. Let's do it, homeboy. So, hey, hey, first of all, thank you for coming on, homeboy. Thank you for having me here. Speaking to the mic, we'll hear you, Chino. All right, all right. Don't get too shy on us over here. How was traffic, homeboy? Oh, it was horrible, man. I don't know what's going on right now, but yeah. Yeah, I thought it was. It feels like Friday evening right now, man. It's called LA, homes. LA, there's always Friday in LA, bro. Tell me about it. So let's just get right into this. Where were you born and raised at, you know? Uh, well, I was born in Korea. Okay. I came here at the age of um, three, four. Um, raised in um, well, I first when I first landed here, it was a uh, uh, West West Lake area, MacArthur Park area. That was yeah. from the eighties and stuff. Um, later on, um, eventually, I moved to uh, Atwater Village, Glendale, okay. North East Los Angeles right. area. And, and, and then, how did, how was your transition? How old were you when you first came uh, from Korea? I was around two, three. three yeah, because you had something. zero accent. You would, you would never know. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't even know how to speak Korean. Oh, well, that was my next so, question. Yeah. You know how to speak Korean, Charlie? Uh, no. Um, do, do any I Koreans mean, ever look down on you because you don't speak Korean? Um, probably. I mean, they don't say it to my face, but you know. <laughs> and um, if they do, fuck them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so let let's let's get into because. I saw you on what's homeboy's name? Uh, Pang. Oh, fuck. Uh, uh, the home, the Pino homeboy. Body Young. Body Young. Yeah. Body yeah. Young. Shout out to Body Young. I saw you on his uh, on his podcast, and somebody told me, "Hey, do you gotta get homeboy on?" And then I tried looking for you. Homeboy, I've been looking for you for like a good six months, carnal. Damn it. Six yeah. months. Six yeah. months. You've been, the, fine, you, <laughs> you, you, you've been on the you've been on the lista, homeboy. Man. And then I went to. Then actually, you're the reason I got a TikTok. Beyond. Really? Yeah, you're the reason I got a TikTok because. I, I I didn't know what the what it was on Instagram and somebody said hey my homeboy follows you my homeboy rooster hey rooster call me my homeboy rooster follows you and he's the one that said hey dude you gotta get homeboy on he's the one that, that put me on to you right and I saw your I saw that one video that you spoke and we'll, we'll get into that right okay and then I I got the I got the TikTok and I started looking for you but I, uh, the thing with TikTok is you have to follow them or something to try to direct message them so I, right, right right yeah so That'd then be friends or something so like then that, on Instagram yeah. you saw Who the fuck's American Cholo who's this guy man I hit you up and I said what's up man and here we are right yes sir 
That's what's up. Yeah. So now let's go into when you moved out of the MacArthur Park area. You went to the Atwater Village area. How was your thing? Because you're a you're a, a rare breed, especially in the neighborhood you're from. Was there a lot of Asians in your hood from Tunerville? No, no. I mean, far as I know, I'm I'm like the first one that got in. Um, that the got hood, into the yeah. neighborhood. Yes, sir. Now how now how did that go? Did you just start? Did you know like what was your first recollection of your homies before they were in the hood? Did you know them from elementary school? Yeah, I, I know them from school, and from being out in the streets all the time. So do you know Spanish? I know a little you bit, know a little yeah. Bit more I'm than Korean? Really, um, more, more Spanish yeah, slang than Korean yeah, slang. I guess, yeah. yeah. I guess, you know, mm-hmm. equally. <laughs> so then, so so when did when did uh, the young, nice Asian kid go and become a mean Cholo kid? Well, how was that transition? How did it happen? Yeah, how yeah. did it happen? So basically, um, yeah, I mean, as far as Asians go, I mean, we get... Oh, no, no worries, no, get your money. As far as uh, Asians go, um, we get stereotyped a lot. You know, when they look at us, they think we grew up in a great family and, you know, came from money and all of that stuff. But, you know, me, I, I always grew up in the poor side of the city, you know. Mm-hmm. And as far as families go, I come from a very dysfunctional family. My dad was really abusive. You know, I grew up uh, watching my mom getting beat all the time and I wasn't spared from that beating either. And it wasn't just like him just hitting us here and there and stuff, yeah. you know. It was actual, like, he would beat us down like we're enemies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, Shit. you know, um... How many of you was it? What was that? How many of you were there? Like, you had siblings. I have no siblings, just me. Oh, when you say us, you mean you and your mom? Just me and my mom, yeah. Yeah, we, we used to get beat, yeah, me and my mom. And, and you remember that from a straight, real young age? Yeah, I, I mean, I remember that from since I was uh, as far as I could remember, yeah. you and, know? And when you say beat down, I mean, like, uh, straight, like, close fists, belts, I mean, anything. Um, yeah, fists. Um, whatever goes, you know, some would. Anything that he could grab, weapons, you know. He, he was beating you down as a child, like a, you were a grown man, and your mom. Mm, yeah, oh, yeah, man. like an enemy, you know. Like, oh. yeah. and, and what what would uh what would spark this stuff? Half of the time, I don't know. I mean, it ain't because we were fu- we fucked up or anything right. like that. I mean, yeah. I, I I can remember times when, um, he beat my mom because she wasn't at home, but she was out in the church choir. Oh, jeez. You know, and she, he knew exactly where he was. But I remember, like, when I was three, four years old, he, he grabbed me, and he was he was mad, and he went straight to the church and attacked her right then and there at, at church. Oh, man. Just for not being at home. And, you know, stuff, little stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Um, I remember there was times when he, he would, like, wake me up, like, three, four in the morning and just have me jogging for no reason. For no reason. And then, you know, uh, when I was young at that time, I was a little chubby little kid. You know, I couldn't right. keep up jogging and stuff. But he was right behind me, just ready to kick my ass if I, if I was slow down, you know? Now, was, that, there, was there alcohol and drugs involved with him doing that? Or was it just in his He nature? was, yeah, he was drink. He used to drink. But I don't know if it was because of alcohol that right. triggered that or what. I mean, he reminds me of, you know, like one of those serial killers that, oh, wow. that kill animals and torture them and stuff. Yeah. But me and my mom was his animals, you know? Oh, man. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that, brother. I, I, I didn't know that whatsoever. Is your dad still around today? Yeah. I mean, we don't keep in contact. I don't know where he is. When or, was the last time you saw him? This was, I mean, years ago. Wow. Years ago, yeah. Wow. Okay, so so obviously you grew up in a very dysfunctional family. And, and, and we do, I'm not going to lie to you, we do stereotype a lot of Asians to believe that, you know what, these guys come from very educational families, they come from good families, and a lot of times, I, I myself am guilty of that, and, and I thank you for you know clearing that up. Um, so then, 
obviously you're going through all this mess in your family. There was was nobody trying to help you, or at that time there really wasn't that kind of help. Right. There wasn't. You know. I mean, it was something you just keep in in the house. Right. Right. I mean, we weren't the type to go out and call the cops or anything like that. You and, know? And what, so, what would your mom tell you? Would she talk to you about it? Or would you guys just get the beat down, and not even discuss it anymore? I mean. I don't really remember discussing it. Are you you yeah. were really young when that was happening. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. How how long did that go to? Until what age did you finally say, "No, nah, that's enough, man"? Um, I say around the age of uh, fourteen, fifteen. Okay. That was around the time I got in the neighborhood. That's about the time you get into the hood, right? right. So so then now let's walk into that. How how was it for you? Because some people believe, you know, there's certain that. A lot of Chicano gangs are racist or this and that. Did you ever encounter that as an Asian homie, or were you just accepted as that's just the homie Chino? Most of most of my home most of my homeboys, um, they accepted me. They knew yeah. who I was, and you know I was raised with them. But there was a couple of them that that was that opposed to the idea that they didn't want me in there because I wasn't Mexican. Yeah. Right. But I mean, you guys know that we've got a lot of white boys in our neighborhood yeah, too. Yeah, so yeah. you know. So, so at, at the end, was it something that, well, did you yourself feel any pressure to have to prove yourself a little bit more than others? Not all the time. Because I, see, all the time. because I see that with black homies and I see that with white homies sometimes. Even, well, I think it's just the pressure of some homies, like you said, some don't want to accept you. And that's in any hood. It doesn't matter who you are. There's always some guys who just don't like you in the hood. I think a lot of times people think you're going to join the hood and we all get along. It doesn't work like that, right? No, no, no. Yeah, I, you know, I always felt like I, I needed to prove something, you know. I want, wanted to do the extras, you know. Yeah. I didn't want them to look at me as like, oh, I'm not some punk ass little Asian kid, you know. Right. I just I wanted right. to let them know that, you know, I'm all forced to be wrecking with. That's not right. not only am I crazy as a Mexican, but I'm crazier. That's, you know? that's exactly. right. Oh, boy. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people don't see that that that's that's how the hierarchy of a gang works. It's you got to sit there and show I don't give a fuck more than the next guy. And, right. and, and and that's how eventually you'll you'll get respect, but that respect isn't all it's cracked up to be, is it? No, no, it isn't. I mean, you grow up and you learn, but you know, some learn faster than the others. But right. So, so did you get jumped in like at school, junior high, in the bathroom, or or in the neighborhood? Where where did I get jumped in? Yeah, right yeah. In, in the neighborhood. In the neighborhood. Yeah, not at school. No, not at, at yeah. the park. I, I wasn't even going to school at the time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. At the park. Chevy Chase? <laughs> at the park, yeah. yeah, at the Chevy Chase, Chevy park. Chase park. Yeah. Now, yeah. Hey, you guys, well, the homie I told you I was in YA with, he used to claim Valle. There was, there, there, you guys do no longer claim Valle. I'm not saying you do, but there was some of your homies that used to claim the Valle, right? Yes. I think there's, to this day, there's a couple that still claim the Valley, and a lot of it has to do with the Tahunga thing. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, oh that's yeah. right. The Tahunga. I got to click up in Tahunga. Yeah. That really is a valley. It, yeah. Yeah, pretty but, much. But there was also, I think the Glendale guys Glendale, used yeah. to also claim the valley. Now they claim Nella, right? Some of, yeah, some of the Glendales, yeah, used to claim the valley. But this hood started in Northeast LA. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For so, sure. And, and that, that thing is like when you go to, when you go to prison, right. you're going to claim the valley. And, and you know, you know how, when you, when you go to prison in <laughs> Southern California, right. you yeah. know, a lot of us, we get set, you know, we segregate ourselves in the valley, Northeast, right. the West Side and all of that East stuff. Coast. So, I mean, while... Most of the homeboys kick in the Nella car. I mean, you're going to be over here kicking it with the Valley car? You know, it's like, you know, oh, that's, how, that's how. Chino's dissing us right now, homie. <laughs> Chino, we're going to. Hey, turn the cameras off. We got 
<laughs> no, oh, I, man. I, I hear you, Chino. I hear you. It's, it's on love, homeboy. You, you can claim the vibe, Chino. We'll accept you, homeboy. Okay, okay, we, we accept. I, I've seen some of your homeboys that got like two and three and 818 on them. Yeah, that's really? true. Right? Yeah, I've seen some of your homeboys have them. <laughs> okay. Uh, so now you're now you're in the hood. L- let me ask this question. How did you get your name? <laughs> <laughs> Right. I, who, who gave you your name? How did you get your name, Chino? I I, I couldn't figure it out to this day. You're still looking. See, that's a lot of things that that, that people will sit there. And say, oh no, dude! You call you call the Asian homies Chino. You call the black homies Blackie. Yeah. And the blacks do the same thing. And they and they the try to say they don't. They, like the homie Taco. Yeah. I asked Taco how, why they call you Taco. Oh, I don't know because you look Mexican. So <laughs> so, so, they, they, so so off the back, your name was Chino. All right, that's right. You remember the homie that gave you that name, or or did you pick that name? No, um, I don't. I don't know. I don't remember exactly. Oh, gave me the name. Were they probably calling you that before? I'm sure yeah. they were probably just saying, "I've been, I've been a Chino," and then Pretty eventually, much, yeah. and eventually yeah. It stuck, right? Yes, sir. So, how many years were you out in the streets before you started actually um, looking at time? Um, as looking as at jail. time, yeah. or went to. No, no. When you first, not not went to yet. Let's go to you're running the streets now. When are when are you? Because you get into the hood off the back. You ain't a gunner. You ain't a killer. You ain't, you know you're, you're moving up the ranks. So how many years did it take you to finally get your feet under you? Where you're all right now. I'm putting in work and I'm getting arrested. I mean, I started going to juvenile halls right away within a few months. Right. Yeah. And then and then soon after that, you started catching cases or what? Like major cases. Yeah, I guess when I, yeah, I mean. Yeah, I guess about a year or two after that, I caught robbery cases, uh, assault with deadly weapons. Because cases. at, at the, t- the times that you're, you're 41 now, right? Yes. The times that you were in your hood, I remember specifically because I'm not too far from there. It was active as fuck in your neighborhood at that time. I mean, I mean, there was a lot of people getting killed on both sides. How were you dealing with that? How many homies did you have to bury and or see or have to see go to prison at the time? At the time, how did you feel about it then? I mean, that was just the life we chose, so it wasn't normal. Something that was like wow or anything. Yeah, it was you know pretty much normal, right? Yeah, you know, I mean, people would say you won't make it to the age of twenty five. I looked at it like I'm not even going to make it to the age of eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I remember a time when a homeboy passed away. He was 28 years old and I was I remember thinking to myself damn at least he lo- lived a long life wow. Wow. right you know and now yeah. that I think about it and how it's, stupid that was you know because yeah. 28 it's, it's like young. as your a 41 year old guy yeah. right now it's like 28 you're still a baby you know okay yeah, exactly. but but that's how it was that's why I wanted to ask you that yeah when you were young you saw it at that way but now as an older homie that's been through a you know you've been through a crazy journey homie and coming out this way and that's what I like about your your message, and I heard your message, and I loved it, dude. Um, I heard your message when you did that video. I don't know if it was a TikTok video when you're walking through the cemetery, right? Right, and right. Yeah, it was a TikTok. It yeah. was a TikTok video, and that's when, like, no, I got to get this guy on here, man. So we'll get to that point. So now you're banging, you're going at a juvenile hall, right? Uh, give us a typical day in the hood back in those days, man. Was it just like a bunch of homies shooting? It was. It was just normal. What was going on? Pretty much, yeah. It was. I mean, you would always find homeboys in the neighborhood. I would go there every day, dedicatedly, rain or shine. You know, we'd be strapped all the time. You know, just waiting, waiting for something to happen. You know, you're looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. You right. know, I mean, yeah. There would there would be times when there was there would be girls in the neighborhood, and 
I wouldn't even be interested in that. I would be in the, yeah. out in the front just waiting for somebody Hope to drive by. Yeah, 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 bring it on. And I think that's the big difference with today's, uh, today's gangbanging. Back in those days, part of the game of gangbanging was, and it's a, it's a silly game, but it's a deadly game, okay? But part of the game of gangbanging back in those days meant you were posted in the hood. That was part of the game. It, nowadays, you gotta be posted on the internet. Yeah, you gotta be po- <laughs> you gotta be posted on the gram. Fool. <laughs> yeah. You gotta be posted on the gram. It was it was part of the game of actually being on the street. So, what do you think about about today's Instagram bangers? I think everything is just backwards now. You know, things aren't you know. Everyone's snitching on each other, and they ain't, even gangsters nowadays they ain't schooled the way that we used to be schooled you know mm-hmm. what i mean when i was younger growing up i mean gang wasn't about terrorizing your neighborhood and all of that stuff you know us we were taught to not like we couldn't rob from our neighborhood right. or yeah. you know to terrorize our neighborhood you know like when the, when our ladies were the ladies with the kids or older men walk by you know we'll be kicking yeah. the street strapped drinking our 40s but we'll get out the way and you know yeah, we'll say, hey, how you doing you know right but, but i think i think the the issue was we kind of yeah we were much more respectful i will i will give you that but i remember being on the hood kicking on the stairs it's like probably midnight or two in the morning i got my radio on bumping <laughs> and it's like fucking it's, sure, it, it's like it's like tuesday fool it's like a tuesday and and where the stairs when i'm sitting at, there's a window right yeah, there right and, and the person comes out and tries to tell me that's a fuck you this yeah. is my hood i'm bumping yeah. I, and i think that was a problem that that you know, people like us who came a lot of times from broken families, right? We never had any power. We didn't know what recognition was. We weren't sports players. So we got into the so hood. A bit of power. We got a little bit of power. And, and we started was... pretty much saying the neighbors at night, fuck you, this is my hood. I'm going to bump. And, <laughs> well, and we all did that. that, that yeah, yeah, I've done that. Yeah. That's so true. And, and, and I think yep. that that was the thing. But uh, what I'm loving in today's generation, Chino, is that homies like you are coming out, homie. Before... In our, in, in, Okay, when we were 18 years old, we were 17, whatever, young, right? There was no 48-year-old homies talking like this, like we're talking right now. No. They would, they would be sh- uh, shunned upon. They would be like, mm-hmm. hey, homie, you don't talk against the game. And, and it's not like we're talking against the game. We're talking against how the life ends up destroying us, homie. Am I right or wrong? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yes, yes, sir. So now, when was it when you, you started catching some real cases? And now talk to me about Chino walking that county jail, homeboy. Huh, County jail. That was I first. That was in '99. As soon as I turned 18, um, I caught a carjacking, assault with a deadly weapon, uh, discharging a firearm, high-speed chase, and all kinds of other good stuff. You know. So I was fi- I was fighting that case for a while because it was a because I was facing life. Right. Mm-hmm. I was, so I was in there for over a year, and um, at that time, that's when the agents had the green light. Oh, geez, that's right. Yeah. So. Um, and the irony about it is they I ended up right in the module, right next to the agents. I was in twenty eight hundred mainline. Yeah. But so that's old county. That was old county, yeah, yes. That's not Twin Towers. No, no, that yeah, was old yeah, county. Yeah, that was still yeah. Yeah, yeah, so they would they would they would see me and stuff and mm-hmm. they they I know they wanted to get my oh, ass. For sure. For but, sure. You know, I, I always ca- ended up catching them though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. did, did so the homies wanted to get you? Or no, no, the, Asian, Asian, the Asians, Asians wanted to get yeah, you. He, yeah, he must have been yeah. a prize. Come on. Because uh, yeah. in, in their eyes, they must have seen you as a straight trader. Oh, yeah. Did of you course. ever have like anything within yourself? You had to ask yourself, dude, am I fucking up or anything like that? By, jo- uh, by, by, by being like, I got to attack these guys. Like your own people. I didn't feel like. 
that in any way. I mean, I grew up where I grew up. It yeah, wasn't like right. a pick apart thing where, you know, I grew up right here and I, I get to pick a gang from, you know, because there yeah. was no Asian gangs in my neighborhood right. at the time, you know? Yeah. I mean, if there was, maybe I would have gotten the Asian gang, you yeah, know? Of course. I just got in the hood that, that you grew up, grew up in, you, you know? And I think that's what happens most of the time. Now, let's go back a little bit. When you got into your hood, was there any guys you knew that joined other neighborhoods and you became instant enemies with? People that I grew up with. Yeah, they, like, cause like me. When, I think Boo had the same issue. Yeah. I got into my neighborhood, and there's guys I knew from elementary school that from one day to the next, you're my enemy now. And all of a sudden, now I don't get along with you. Did you have that issue, or you kind of Actually, just... no. Uh, me, I haven't, no. I just grew up with none but my... That's right. That was that was easier. Yeah. You you had guys. Oh yeah. You yeah. had guys. Yeah, I had guys that damn. Yeah. All of a sudden, yeah. I, went, I grew up with from elementary school, and then I get into <laughs> I my neighborhood. And all of a sudden, they're my enemies. It's like, fuck. Oh, so, wow. so, so yeah. let's go back to the county, Chino. You, you're in the county. This is the green light during the Asian times. Was there any time that homies tried to press up on you real quick because they thought you were from an Asian gang? I mean, they would they would hit me up, you know, but I, I would always let them know where I'm from. So there wasn't really. I can't remember a time where there was an issue. That's right. Yeah, and then you claim your neighborhood was well known, so it was just yeah, like, for oh, sure, right, it was, right. It was a right. small neighborhood. And I just let them know that I'm a Sueno too, you yeah, know. That's yeah. right. And so, so you're in you're in the county for about a year. Did you get out at this time, or did you end up catching some time? The, what, what was, oh, I'm uh, sorry. So you were in the county for about a year at this mm-hmm. time. Did you end up catching the chain of the joint at this time, or did you get out the first time? I ended up beating the whole thing except the high speed chase. So I ended up doing maybe two years. And now, high-speed chase nowadays is a misdemeanor. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, so yeah. You, you end up doing two years in the joint? So were you driving in, in this high-speed chase? Yeah, I got away, and they caught me the next day. Because oh, another oh, thing about uh, about being an uh, Asian from the Mexican neighborhood, yeah. all they have to say was, yeah, it was an Asian, Asian guy, guy saying yeah. she's from Toonerville. So, oh, so how'd you actually get away? Just ran. You, crashed and so ran. So you crashed and you just took out those <laughs> helicopter around you at that time? Yeah, there was, a, Damn, but it, I mean, it just oh, yeah. happened so quick, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. So they, they dropped the charges and everything else except for the high-speed chasing, so right. broke you off two years. Yes, sir. And, and so that was the first time you went to prison? That was the first time I went to prison. So how was your first prison experience? Um, I just, I, it's better than the county, that's all I can say, <laughs> you know? That, that's all I remember thinking. Yeah. Were, were, were you... Were you scared in any way, shape, form? Did you have butterflies? I mean, I mean, going in there, I'm sure you you, you got to feel something. Or was it just like, fuck it, I'm just riding? I just felt like I didn't really feel anything like that. Like really. At this point, I how guess... old were you when you first when you got that high speed chase? I was 18 years old. Yeah, so you you had a baby face in there. And yeah, like, <laughs> like with me, I, I was 17 when I went to county. I got tried as an adult, but man, these cops were fucking with me on the way to county jail. Like, oh, yeah, you're with the big boys now. They're going to fucking don't drop the soul. I mean, they, they had my mind fucking going, but I was trying to be hard, you know? <laughs> right, uh, right. But it was hard, you know? And I was young. I mean, I was used to the juvenile life, but... You yeah, know, that did county, you, you know, did joke. You, yeah, did you... Uh, they fuck with you like that? Like the cops? I mean, no, I don't remember stuff like that. I mean, I yeah. was more conditioned from my homeboys, to, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I knew, Yeah, I knew one day I was going to gain... To prison, you know, and, and, and that's crazy how that gang life is, right? That because that's what they do, they're conditioned. Hey, homie, you're gonna go here, you're gonna go there, right. this, is you, this is how you're gonna, especially if you got some good schooling from some homies, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. But, yeah, in, in our life, the way we grew up, 
uh, going to prison was like how, let's say, a wealthy, a wealthy middle class American or even a higher middle class would sit there and tell their kids, "All right, all right, Jonathan, you're gonna go to Harvard. Yep. You're gonna do this. You're gonna go to college. After college, you're gonna come out. You're gonna get this business degree. You're gonna, we're gonna help you. But us is, all right, all right, Chino, this is gonna happen, homie. Yeah. You're gonna go to the joint. You're gonna kick with the homies. You're yep. gonna keep it solid. You ain't gonna stitch nobody. You're gonna mind yep. your business. It, it. I think it's, I think if, if. If people like us were to get that kind of schooling to actually go to school and get degrees, we'd we'd progress a lot in America, homie. Oh yeah. What do you think, Chino? Yes, sir. I agree, hundred percent, man. I mean, this ex- that's exactly how, how what we looked at prison as, yes. like as university. You yes. Know? Yeah. Exactly. Yes. But yeah. But it, it wasn't. It wasn't all that. Okay. So Chino is now a young a youngster, eighteen years old, in the county for about a year. Goes to the joint. Does two years in the joint, roughly. You get out, so by now this is 2001, 2002, you get out the joint. How is it for you when you get out? It's like you're coming out and you know you come out of jail, you're, you're a movie star, homeboy. Is, is that the feeling you got when you got out? Yes, sir. Yeah, I mean, all the girls were, you know, oh, that's Chino, he just got out of prison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how I felt, like, like I was a movie star. You get you that know? recognition, right? You can become that hood star, homeboy. Yes, sir. And, and, and people don't understand that that's, that's addicting. Yeah, it is. Right? It's very addicting. It, it's addicting. You get that. And did you come on with the mentality that oh, I'm going to try to change my life? Or were you still at that at that mentality with, fuck it, homie, I'm, I'm writing? When I first got out? When you first got yeah, out. Yeah, I felt, I was thinking to myself, maybe I do need to change a little bit. But I think two, three days later, I went to the hood. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it wasn't even was that quick. Oh, okay. huh? <laughs> <laughs> you jumped in the uh, ride yeah, and that, that was, was it. He said two it. or three days later. Yeah, Hey, yeah. that's what like regular people don't understand is how much of a magnet the hood is yeah especially back in the 90s and how well, it, it was popping back in the addiction homie. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah the, yeah, the, the hood was an addiction the lifestyle was an addiction so so now chino is two or three days being a good guy saying i'm gonna be good god and then after yeah. that he's in the hood <laughs> kicking it so so how long were you out there before you caught another case and, and how how was that transition for you coming out the joint um i think i lasted about a few months but at that time i would just go in and out for something you know petty and stuff you know um and what was that what was the next oh how was the transition for you like you you were you were coming in and out Mm -hmm. so when when was it when you went back in for another for another uh charge after that because you ended up doing a, a big uh stretch in prison yeah yeah um it was maybe about i know it was less than a year a few months later Right, that's usually how it is. Yeah, uh, and, p- and people don't see that too. Like when I hear people talking about, especially in the comment section, they're they're gangbangers in the comment section. They got like forty bodies on on Call of Duty, right, <laughs> homie? And they're always talking about, homie, oh, I'm I'm with the biz. I'm yeah. not like a gang. Yeah. And if you're a gangbanger, it's about little stretches. You're only gonna be out for a little while, and you're caught back the fuck up, right? Right. Now, and I'm sure you saw it with the, your homies, with yourself. So you were off about a year. Can you talk about what you ended up getting convicted for, not maybe charged, or, or what what happened with your case that you ended up? How many how many years in prison did you do straight? Straight. Straight. Um, I've done four years, three years. I mean, there's a little. It, oh, so you were you were you were coming in and out. Okay, so right, walk right. us through your prison stint, man. Um, assault cases, uh, assault deadly weapon cases, robbery cases. You know, um. Being in the neighborhood, violations. So you were just act- yeah. out here acting a fucking fool. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> what every gang member does. Huh? What, what every gang member does. Yeah. Uh, how was 
how was prison for you when you went in the first first time and how was it when you got out how much had changed back by that time when i first got into prison and when i and by the time the last one that you finally paroled how 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 much did prison change and how much did you change um prison uh you know I, what you know what no chris this is a great time we're gonna take our intermission and then we'll wait for chino's answer right now man right. so let's get that intermission going hey good morning everyone want to give a shout out to american cholo from jp flooring much love like 15 different wasps nests all over the house and so Pestcal came out they took care of it for me they did it at a really low price and they were really efficient they got it done really quick I wouldn't recommend any other company to do this kind of work my attic was infested with cockroaches I kept calling around to different companies I'm like I gotta get this done today the best company is Pestcal I called them up they gave me a great price they came to my house that day they gave me an estimate it was perfect it was lower than everybody else and they're an amazing company. You should give them a try. They did some awesome work in my house. Hi everyone, my name is Kevin. I'm the owner and operator at Pesco Exterminators. We focus on rodent and insect control. We give you a free estimate. We're licensed, bonded, and insured. We get the job done right. Thank you.
up and running. We're back. We're, are, we, oh. are, we, are we back? I don't hear my mic, Chris. There, there we go. go. There we go. Now, now we're back. Uh, let's go ahead and give uh, another shout out again to our uh, the people who make this podcast come together. Cardinalismo Clothing. There you go. Boo Boo is a model for Cardinalismo Clothing. There you go. And Suavecito Pomade, man. Appreciate you guys. You see him right there. The, this uh, podcast is sponsored by them today. All right, so let's keep going now. I think the last question I asked. What, what, what did I ask? I asked. <laughs> we start talking about we, yeah, we were having stuff. a great conversation. Yeah. Right we, we were talking about your prison time and how it's a two-part question, right? No, we're not taking phone calls yet, people. We'll take phone calls after. Uh, we will take some phone calls, too. Oh, also, before that, OG Steve, saludos. Ellerton, uh, North Bronx in the building. I want to thank you for that super chat. And if you guys want to get some questions, you hit that super chat. We'll get them. If not, we'll get some phone calls. But the question was this, you know. How, were, how was prison when you... The very first time you went in there, whether it's... Uh, and not to get too into it, right? But how was it for you... And then the very last time you walked out of prison, how much had prison changed and how much had you changed? Okay, well, prison, when I first got in, it was it was more about respect. Um, I started noticing the change around maybe mid-2000s and stuff when um, the county, too. I started noticing a lot of changes in the county, too, when um, a lot of homies were put in position where... I don't feel they should have been in that position where they got to manage things and stuff. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. They were writers and stuff, but sometimes you can't have soldiers in a position of uh, management of management yeah, and stuff. Right. So, you know, a lot of people were I'll be seeing a lot of homies getting beat, uh, getting regulated over Dumb pettiest shit. stuff, you know, and it's just, you know, it's just. It ain't it ain't fun, you know. Yeah, yeah. I I heard I heard that from uh from, from somebody that went in there that hadn't been there for a very long time, and he was like, "Hey, dude, these was are getting beat up for some stupid ass silly shit." And I, and I think it came down to again, it was power. Mm -hmm. People who never had really power in their lives, right? They've got a little power, and it was some stupid shit like you know you, you know, just some very dumb stuff, and and guys really getting a beat down over that, right? And that's what right. you saw. Yeah, that's exactly what I saw. You know, people exactly what you said, people. You know that they got a little taste of power and they just you know just it. went buck wild with it you know and just started putting holes on everybody you know regulating everybody over the pettiest stuff you know and and do you think that also had a lot to do with why you know so many homies ended up just you know not being on this side anymore because you know it, it just getting rolled up for the dumbest shit that's exactly why the, that's exactly why the um the system is the way it is the way it is and how the PCs got big, SNY's got so big now, and you know, because people were, homies were throwing them in there, like left and right, you know? Instead right. of making a homie, they were breaking homies. And, and I think that's been the history of it. I think many homies thought it was like, the, the, the faucet was on, and there was going to be all these gangsters always coming in, and eventually they stopped coming in, and all the homies that they did roll up ended up kind of being their enemies, right? Right, right. Now they're just, you know, I, they're bigger than the main line now, you know? Well, and, and it's getting there. It, it, no, it, it's getting there. It's gonna be there, but it's it's just unfortunate on 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 many ends because I've got homies that that are quote unquote on that side, right? And and I've said it myself. This is my personal opinion, right? I've got no problem if my homie 
is on that side, owe somebody money. If I see him somewhere, if I see him like at a funeral, I'm gonna say, what's up? How you doing, homie, this and that, right? But if I saw that same homie on YouTube talking all kind of crazy stuff about prison, I'd be like, hey, fool, nah, nah. There's a, there's, there's a line you cross, right? Right, right. So how, does, how is your personal feeling? Do you have any guys that, and you don't have to name any names, that you've known for many years that ended up going to that side? How do you feel about them? Um, yeah, I know a few, few of the homeboys that I grew up with that ended up on that side, and I mean, it is what it is. I'm not gonna associate with them. I'm not, right. you know. I'm. I mean, I don't ever. I, I, I never seen them after that. So, right. They're not coming uh, to the hood. No. So I mean, and they're not invited to the carnaval either. No. <laughs> absolutely not. Even if they were, I don't think they're gonna be coming. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but I. I mean, but that is, that is something that's going on in every single neighborhood, homie. I don't care what neighborhood you're from. I don't care how established. I don't care how gangster. I don't care how political pull you got in every every neighborhood has a lot of that, homie. Yeah, because they're getting thrown over for the pettiest stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah. like he says, they're breaking homies, not making them. And, exactly, and, yeah. and and I think that that that's a big issue. But my thing is this, homie. My thing is, like they say, uh, give unto Caesar what is Caesar, and give unto God what is God. Give unto prison what is prison, and give unto the streets what is the streets. If if, if you want to live that lifestyle, do that. Be prepared for what's coming. I, I think our message here is to steer the youth from that lifestyle. Is it not? Yes, exactly. So so, I want you to talk about that video you made on TikTok. What expired? What inspired you to make that video? And you can kind of let the audience know what you were talking about. I'll give you guys a scenario. Chino's walking through a cemetery, and he's talking about his homies. Go. So yeah, I was um, I was actually over there visiting my mom, and um, just kicking it there for a while. And, and uh, I don't know, I don't know what it is. Something, something just maybe want to uh make a video, you know, and. I mean, a lot of my contents in my uh, TikTok, I try to push positive messages out there. And I mean, I don't ever tell, I never, I don't ever try to tell people what to do. I'm not going to say don't join a gang or don't do this or do this or do that. I'm just going to tell you what I went through and, you know, and show you my examples and, and take it from there, you know? Yeah, but I, I, I unlike you, Chino, will tell you. Don't join a gang, homie. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll be the first one in line to put myself out there and say, homie, I was from the hood. I'm still from my hood. I will never give up my hood. I am from my hood. That's what made me the person I am. But I don't want... Your kids getting in. Yeah, I don't want my kids getting in this shit. I don't want my nephews getting... I don't, I don't want any of my family members getting shot and killed or going to prison for the rest of their life just because I can't sit there and say, hey, you know what? We were wrong, homie. The homies that taught us about gangs were wrong too but i'm not saying they were wrong that they knew it was wrong we thought it was right we thought this is what we were raised for we thought this is the promised land the gang banging the hood this is what it was and then one day you wake up and like Damn. the fuck and i and, and after seeing your video you woke up homie and you saw it how hard was it for you to realize that no disrespect it was all for nothing I mean, it was it was very hard, you know. I mean, there's homeboys that passed away. There's homeboys that um, that's doing life right now, as right. we speak, mm -hmm. or either that or doing just a shitload of time, and right. and it was pretty much all for nothing, you know. And I'm 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 the lucky one that actually got to you know realize this before it was too late, 
And but you know, I got homeboys in there that's it's just too late for them, you know. And 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 the thing is this, man. For us to continue that cycle is for them to be in prison in vain. For the homies who passed away, if we continue that cycle, is for them to pass away in vain. For us to sit there and say we need to slow this down and eventually stop it, that is them giving their life and sacrificing their life for us to say, look, look what happened to them, man. You don't want that for yourself. And any homie, what would homies tell you? And I'm sure you ran into a lot of homies that were doing a shit little time, right. and they knew you were coming out. And Chino went in there a couple of times. What would they tell you, Chino? Straighten up my life, you know, not to come back, you know that. You know, they they realized what you know that it was all for nothing. You know, it was especially was especially nowadays. Like, there ain't no hood right now. You no, know? there maybe like two, three fools kicking in the neighborhood. Not yeah. in it ain't like how it was before. You know, you're it was for nothing. Yeah. Now, now, how how do you feel without naming some of your worst enemies? Do you still have that animosity towards him, Chino? Or can you actually sit across up somebody and say, homie, hey, like this guy, right here. Hey, what's up, what's up, boo? How you doing? Hello. That's my old enemy. What's up? Yeah, yeah. Oh, can, can you do that yet? Or is it still hard for you? Oh, yeah, I could do that. I mean, I was doing it in prison. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, good answer. Yes, sir. Yeah. And that's the fucking hypocrisy of it, fool. Mm -hmm. We're out here in the streets killing one another. Right. And, and this, is what, this is what I've been seeing lately, right? I drive by all... You, you see the graffiti around here. I see... And now name it, you'll see it in my hood, you'll see it. HBZ, 13. 18, 13. MS, 13. No Hollywood Locos, 13. Everybody, Everybody, and then crossing out, and I'm like, you fools are from the same gang, homie. You fools are, you fools are, are from the same hood, you're from the same area. And like you were saying, eventually you're going to go to the joint, and you're, you're going to claim Nella, you're going to claim Valle, you're going to be with the guys. So eventually you were, like one of my homies is doing life, I talked to him once in a while, he's calling me, he's like, hey, fool, I'm over here, my, my track buddy, is from the, you know, from the Hollywood locals, I'll say it. I said, yeah, well, that's the hypocrisy that we live. We live in a life that we're killing one another, literally killing one another, not even, we're literally killing one another, going to prison for the rest of their life, and then kicking it with the same guys. Right. Yeah, that's right. funny. It's, you like, you yeah. know, when I, when I went to Supermax, I was kicking it with Playboys and no Hollywood boys, two of my worst enemies. But on, here on the streets, we're fighting each other for what? But in there, we had to join together. And Yeah. You know, I mean, I've done I, time with people that I've, I've shot. Yeah. And right. they were like, hey, you, you don't remember right. me? With, you're the one that shot me. That's when me the bullet holes. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. You used to start talking yeah. about yeah. it. Hey, right? and, that, and that's why it's called me Vida Loca. That's, oh. the, that's the crazy life we lived, homie. Mm -hmm. But but the, the beautiful part of it now is with technology is we're having these conversations, you know. And, and, and it's changing. It's changing. It's a game changer. It's a game changer. And it's not easy because some some homies are against it. Well, I don't think they're against it. I think it's hard for them to swallow that pill. Especially if you've... Uh, I had one guy, I won't say his name, hit me up on a podcast. Hey, Gil, can you kind of change this a little bit? Because my homie in, uh, in Mexico hit me up and was like, dude, you shouldn't say that. You shouldn't say this. Because it hurts them. There's guys that, you know, lost 10 years, lost 20 years, yeah. lost this. And for them to sit there and say it was for nothing. But when I say it was for nothing... I don't say it wasn't in vain. If we continue the cycle, it was for nothing. Mm -hmm. If we stop the cycle, it was for something. It was all right. Our homies from my hood, from your hood, from your hood, and everybody else listening, all your homies that passed away, that rest in peace, died for a cause that we all believed in. But we were wrong, homie. And now let's, instead of sitting there and continue that fight, because it's easy to fight with somebody. It's easy to sit there and say, fuck this guy. I don't like yeah. this guy. It's easy to find one stupid little small excuse to get into a fight with somebody, but it's much harder for a man to be there and say, you know what? It ain't even worth fighting over that no more. 
and and I think that's that's hopefully the point we're gonna be getting to, Chino. And and uh, uh, with you, I, I'm hoping to convey that to people. So to you, you you now can actually sit across from an enemy. Like we're in the count. I mean, you're in the joint with him. Do you, you don't feel that animosity anymore? No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, I just like how you know I done it in prison. I could do you it do out it here, here, you know. And it's not like I'm gangbanging anymore, you know. Right. It's, no, it's just I could put that past me now. Now, do your little homies ever hear that message from you? Um, I guess the one that sees my TikToks, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> we're, uh, we're, I, I, we're in the same shit, man. I, 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 um, it's hard for me to speak to a young kid. I, I think, but we don't have to speak to him directly. I think we can be, uh, we can be role models, especially like with this Instagram. We're influencers. There you go. And and you definitely are an influencer. What are you trying to convey on your TikTok, and what are you trying to show? <clears throat> what am I trying to show? Yeah. Um, just like I said, um, you know, to showing showing the youth that you know this really isn't the right way. You know, path. this isn't the right path, and showing them, um, telling them what I went through, and you know, hopefully they can learn from that. And if they still don't listen, and still wants to be gangbangers and you know then i try to at least try to mold them into you know at least to how how we were taught back then yeah this you know with school. respect i think know? they listen they just don't listen on your time they listen on their time so you may you may send a message out today but it's not going to hit them until like six months later three months later no, but eventually that message will hit them, even if it's on TikTok or right. American Cholo. You know, it's gonna hit them. Oh, they're gonna hear it. They're gonna hear it. There's no, there's, there's no about it. Yeah. Youngsters from Tunaville are not gonna be watching this. Straight yeah, up, yeah. Straight of up, course. and that's a, that's a great thing. Oh yeah, that's a great thing. And, and it, if you youngsters are watching, you can listen to Chino. He's saying he doesn't. Those enemies you guys think you really have, they're not your enemy, homie. It's just a gang. It's a, it's a fight that. We've been fighting over some nonsense over this Rukao slept with this guy and then they got into a big fight and it was a rumble and there was a shanking after a shanking. It was a shot and after that, that first got killed and then this guy got And then it just, it just, I, th I think the gang thing just became more and more ego driven and we started killing one another so bad and we thought we really were doing it for something though, but it, it's for not, homie. Yeah. It's for not. Um, talk to me. On that cemetery video you were talking about, <clears throat> how you said your mother died of a broken heart. And what year did your mother pass away? And where were you at when she passed away? So she passed away in uh, 2006. I was um, at a program, actually. That was actually when I would barely started to uh, change my life around. Um, yeah, it just happened out of nowhere. And, but, if, for years, she used to tell me that, you know, like, you know, I'm, I'm going to fucking die one day if yeah. watching you fucking go into prison, watching you get shot, you know, doing this, doing that. And, you know, she used to always tell me this. And um, one day it happened, you know. Mm -hmm. um, yep. So, yeah, I, I actually, I truly do believe that she died of a broken heart. How hard was that for you to swallow? Like, when, when, you, when you heard that, I mean, it had to have broken your whole heart and like, shit, man. Oh, yeah, it just, it devastated me, you know. But now, I, I see the taka. This fool got a taka local 416. Homie. I, know, I even wrote right down. I said 416. I'm like, what area code is that, homie? <laughs> All right, well, let me see that taka, Holmes. Where'd you get that taka at, carnal? Local 416. Now, what's local 416, homeboy? That's the Iron Workers Union. Rebar? Yeah. I'm a concrete guy, homeboy. 
Right, right. I do structural concrete. I mean, we do caissons, we do beans, we do the whole shabam. So I I see you got love for the local four one six. Did did work in the uh, in the iron work uh, change your life in any way? Yeah, definitely did. You know, I started making good money, um, having things. You know, for once in my life, and um, yeah, it. You had a purpose. Yeah, I started seeing life differently, and you know. Now, now let's walk through that stage. How did you get in the local 416, you know, the whole thing? How, how did you end up yeah, eventually? How, when was the first time you started tying rebar? Actually, I mean, so, someone introduced me to this. I didn't even know what iron working. I didn't even know what the hell they did. Like, All right. You know, I didn't even know what rebar was or anything like that, you know? <laughs> All right. So somebody introduced, somebody introduced me to, um, to iron working, and he just, little by little, I, I started, you know, Picked it up. Picked it up and stuff. And, and the irony about that is um, you see in the construction field, especially iron workers, there is no Asians, you know? And yeah, you know what? I have an idea <laughs> to run into an Asian. You're the first one. That's right. <laughs> so if I that's felt right. that's, that was another thing where, where I felt like I had something to prove. You're back in the barrio. So I'm, you know, doing extra stuff, you know, working hard, you know. Running around, shit, hopping you know? bar. Yeah, you got, you got. It's it's like that. It's like that. It's like yeah. the, the the gang game. You got to prove yourself, right? But doing it in a positive way, of course. Yeah. I mean, of course. And, and so, so you you started going. Did somebody like lead you to the four one six union, or or did you just right. start tying rebar by itself first? Like, like, no, they led me to the union first. I didn't even like I said. I didn't know what iron workers did. I didn't know what tying rebar was and stuff. You know, yeah. So, you know, and, and eventually. They, and so, how, how long you been doing it now? For ten years. Oh, jeez! All right, that's what's yeah. up. You're, you're, so, so you know how to tie bar, homeboy. Oh, yeah. You know how to splice bar. <laughs> you know how to hold spam with the reel and everything, right? Mm, yes, sir. So, how much of a difference in life? And this is what I try to tell people too. For like a month or three months, try living differently. Try not going to the hood because the hood will always be there. Don't you worry about it. The hood will be there, homie. Right? Try for three months the three month program. Go to work. Go home. Take care of business. Get some money. How much did actually doing all that and taking care of business, how much did your life go from here to here, you know? A lot, man. Right? Drastically, you know? Night and day? Oh, how long did it take? No, like night and day. Like oh, night different. and day, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yes, sir. So, you, so now you get a fat check? Yeah. How's yes, that sir. feel? It was great, you know? Right. So, so you tell me when you're in the hood, nobody was giving you a check, like, hey, homie, all right. Chino, today you have, <laughs> you, you, there's, so is there retirement in the hood or not? Yeah, no, no retirement, no. right? No retirement. No 401k, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was checks like that when I was singing dope, but that, you know, that doesn't last that long, you know? And there is no pension stuff. Uh, yeah, hey, Chris, right? let's start taking some phone calls now. I got a bunch of people hitting me up right now. Hey, that's what's Jeez. up, though, dude. For, hey, but, hey, but I, I got a gripe with the, with the union guys, homeboy. You know what I got? You know what the gripe with me with the union guys is, Chino? Well, you're, you're non-union. I'm non-union, homeboy. Okay. No, I, come <laughs> I got right here. I'm non-union, and I hear the, and I know, and I laugh sometimes. Some of the union guys will come with their, their rats fucking, all you fucking union rod busters come and work with non-union contractors. Every single one, homeboy. He's like, oh, <laughs> you don't know how many union rod busters I've had on my job sites all the time, homie. When there's no job. Well, of course. Yeah. And I was like, hey, yeah. fool, who's the rata now, yeah, carnal? Yeah, yeah. And I'd be fucking with them. I start saying, I'm going to videotape you and send it to the union. 
<laughs> so, so you shop at Walmart? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, you shop at Walmart. So, shout out to all the four one six union guys and every single union guy. But you guys that have that rat and all that shit on your hat, yeah. eh, the biggest rats is the guys that go work non union when they're union. Homeboy, oh, boom, throw a bomb at them, Chris. Throw a bomb at them. Uh oh. Boom. Oh. Hey, 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 they all do it. They all do it. So you know what? Don't hate. But no, the, the union is a great thing. But hey, maybe you can answer this. Why are the union guys always broke? You know what I'm they talking about, they right? They don't know how to save money. They I don't know guess. how to budget their money, you know? fool. I, I see these guys. They come, and I know them. I already know. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, hey, wait, no mamas. What's up with them boots? Homie, the boots are like this. <laughs> oh, and these boots uh, just came from the union making like 60 bucks an hour with yeah. the package, right? Right. That's what it is. So the more you make, they don't, know, but they don't know how to spend it, right? Right, right. That's how, what it is. The more you make, the more you spend. How you know? you handle that? are you handling that? Are you saving it? Are you are you spending? Or are you you're one of those fucking? I used to be. I used to be just like that. Oh, you, you know. You know what I'm talking I, about, right? But you know, in school they'll teach us that don't be don't be doing that shit. You know, don't you do that, dude. you yeah. live like you know you, you're supposed to live like you know within your means, within your means and yeah. stuff. You know, like like you're getting if you're getting paid forty bucks an hour. Live like you're getting paid twenty dollars. Yes, exactly. you know? yes, because that forty bucks an hour isn't always gonna last because no, sometimes the job not. will slow down. Right, and you, but that's when they come to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's when they come working with me, yeah. and I see those botas all beat down, and oh, dude, and I, I make them take the stickers off. I make them, I put the American, you put the American, I, I put the American troll stickers on. Them. I say, Cardinal, take that taka off, homie. Ah, oh, <laughs> oh, hold on, let me let yeah. me let me get some of these calls in here real quick. What's going on oh, here? Yeah. Oh man, good stuff. The homeboy, good stuff. All right, you guys want to tap in with OG Chino? You see the number on the top. Uh, go to the open that up real quick, Chris. Let me see that real quick. No, but you got to move that so I can see the number real quick. There you go, big guy. You guys can tap in 818 538 9330. Let's see what uh Paul Partida's got going on. So, where can people find you at, Chino? At uh, TikTok, my handle is um. Uh, hockey mask 13. Where, where did you get that hockey mask from? What was uh, that? Because my name is Jason. All right, all right. So, uh, so yeah. you're the killer, huh? Fool. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. That's that was like, why does this fucking guy put hockey mask 13? Like, hockey, yeah, yeah, all right, yeah, Jason. Yeah, yeah. All right, that makes that makes a lot that of sense. It. So, what are you guys working at right now, man? Uh, actually, I'm, I'm off right I'm going to school to uh, become a building inspector. Oh, no way. Yeah. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Well, good for you. I'm, you know, I'm trying to, um, trying to get there as much like, as I can, you know. And all those years that I lost, trying to make up for all of that, make, you know. Yeah. And uh, I, I just can't settle for, for less. I mean, I remember when I was an apprentice as a, as an iron worker, I was thinking, you know, as, you know, as turn journeyman and shit, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be settled, you know. I'm gonna mm -hmm. be cool. I'm a fucking be a journeyman iron worker for the rest of my life but yeah. now that i got to it it's like okay, you know, I, I don't want to die well, want, your I'm body can also only do so much that another thing is that yeah, yeah. yes sir if people don't know no what the, the work they do oh yeah <laughs> that's man's work homie that, that's big rule right there that's big rooster my homo rooster yeah, that's fucking humping big old rebar ties whatever it is and just i mean in the heat and i see those older guys i mean the way they walk like fucking igor and shit like yeah yeah i don't want that to be my future uh, you know trying to get that desk job uh, right yeah. <laughs> well, no, that, uh, yeah. that, that's what's up so so how long where, where, the, where the courses are you taking for all this stuff for, well, for inspector what are, you, what are you doing what class are you taking uh for reinforcing concrete oh is that what it is yeah. you trying to be a deputy trying to be a city <clears throat> to a uh, deputy special inspector yeah, yeah that, that you know that's that was the next step I'm, i think i might do for for retirement yeah deputy is the way to go dude Easy money, huh, boy? Right. So for sure, I'm going to see you on one of my job sites, Carnal. Yeah, yeah, probably. That's what's up. Right. That's so, right. so talk to us about what exactly 
if, if if you had a younger homie in front of you right now and say, hey, Chino, man, I'm thinking about joining the gang. I'm thinking about becoming from the hood. What would you say to that young guy? That is not the way, you know? And, you know, I'm one of the lucky ones that made it. And just just because I was lucky, I, I it's, not, it's not like I got away clean slate, you know? I still had to pay... Lost my mom, lost my, you know, dozens of homeboys, you know, seeing the road dogs that I grew up with doing life in prison, you know, lost 10 years of my, my own life. And, you know, that's the future of gangbanging. Yeah. And now you're playing catch up. Yeah. And now, catch up now with, I'm with, trying, with trying to, to work hard yeah. in the union so you can, yeah, because you wasted a lot of time. Could you, could you imagine exactly. where you would be right now if you didn't lose those years? Man. Right? Uh, right. You'd be in La Crescenta. And that's a lot that's a lot like dude i see some especially homies that come come on the podcast right that last so many years man there's and and i'm sure you ran into them in prison dude, there's so many talented homies that got so much talent but they've lost it they've lost the years they've lost the talent and 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 you can't make that time up I mean, I've done time with people who's like, fuck, they shouldn't be in prison, man. They got so much talent, you know? They need to be out there, you know, with that yeah. talent. And it's just, you know, it's what a, what, a, you know, what a waste, you know? Yep. You, you ever uh, tap in and talk to a couple of homies that are in prison still, or you kind of just... Yeah, I mean, I, I, write, I write to them here and there. Uh, it's hard to write those guys, man. I'll, I'll send them a postcard. I'll send them some money. Like, I'll tell them, I said, for, hey, for, I'll send you a green dot. I'll send you some money yeah. for, but... I don't got time right yeah. And every one, but every every once in a like, while, we'll get a cell phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah cell phones are expensive, especially after the COVID. No, that shouldn't happen, oh boy. No, it, it's it's very rare, and that's what people also don't see. It's most people are gonna bounce on you. You get busted, you get all kind of washed up time. People are gonna bounce on you. That because right, the people are here, their life still still go on. Your time stops. Yeah, you know, and our life, you know, the other people there still go on, still go on. They just ain't got time for you yeah. no more. Right. I mean, nobody you know? was writing me, you know, yeah. when I was busted and shit. You know? I wrote I mean, you, Chino. I wrote you some letters. Oh, you didn't get man, it? Uh, <laughs> Must have got lost, man. Damn CEOs, dude. Man. <laughs> shit. Right? Well. So, let people know exactly where they can find you, Chino. If they want to tap in, they can call in right now. If not, we'll just fucking roll it up and then do it. Not roll it up like that. No. We, 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 we ain't rolling it up like that. Chino's solid, homie. Chino. So, let's talk about that, Chino. What, what what do you let's talk about that in in a sense without talking too much nowadays the community since six nine everybody else has become it's like uh i don't snitch i'm just keeping it real that's kind of what people that's people's mentality nowadays i ain't snitching i'm just keeping it real yeah pretty much <laughs> right am I, am I wrong yeah i'm just laughing because i made a little skit like that and <laughs> yeah. you, you yeah. did make one and, and what were you talking about huh just gangsters of this this generation, you know how they're brought up, and and everyone's just snitching on each other, and that's like the thing to do, you know. And but but it isn't. It's right right now we get heat because we don't mess with people who snitch, and and it's like, dude, if that's the world we live in, if that's the worst thing you can say about us, like it, it, it's you you want to live that life, go ahead, homie. You you want to that's that's your business, but I ain't messing with you. Yeah. But in today's world, it's it's coming to a point where um. Yeah, dude, everybody and their mama snitching, but that's why that's more of a reason why youngsters shouldn't get in that game. Right. Because that game is, who's that right there? Major League Water Up. The wheel keep rolling year round. Uh, OG Kushstein. 
So what was your TikTok? What did you say in your TikTok? I mean, give us a whole TikTok right now. What about the? I just made a funny little skit, you know, about fucking gangsters of this, you know, generation. How they just snitching, you yeah. know, and and now everyone got a camera, phone, and all that shit. None of that shit was, you know, we didn't have none of that back in the nineties, you know. So it's like, oh, you had a payphone on the you street. Got, you guys got a lot of uh, shit against you guys now. You know? Oh, there's no future yeah. in that, homie. Huh? No, there no. isn't. There isn't. And I I saw some. I saw a homie. And uh, I'm supposed to get him on here and interview him. He's on a, I saw him on his Instagram. He did it, right? And he put a picture of himself and he's got his shirt picked up. And when he's got his shirt picked up, he put like a little devil face, you know, to hide the strap. I'm like, dude, that's, that, that's just, right? That's just letting the cops know you got a strap. But that's what it is. Today is you got to be a Instagram gangster everywhere. You got to be a TikTok gangster. It's like. You don't got to go out even first of all, don't go out there putting that work because that work don't mean nothing. Right. But yeah, people want, whereas before in the hood, I think we go put in work and yeah, we may go, hey, before I put in work, I, bas- I busted on this fool, just let everybody in the hood. No, right. Yeah. Now it's like they want to do something and put it on gram to let the whole world know. But they don't understand that the whole world means I'm telling the cops. Right. right. They don't, they don't think, you know, I, I think that they're, they're more in it for the fame, homeboy. Pretty much. All right. They got yep. Yep, the Instagram backwards. fame, the likes. So, so what are you trying to get out of your TikTok, homeboy? What's what's is there a message? Are you just trying to become a millionaire off of there? Are you just what are you trying to do, homeboy? What what was the thing? Because there is a message when I see your TikToks. What are you trying to do with it? Just trying to push positive, you know, messages out there, you know, and to even tell the ones that that are coming out of prison and stuff that you know you could you could be like me, go you know, make money just like you know. Like how I joined the union and work hard and, you know, now I'm living, like when I first got out, I, I had a little ass, small little apartment in Skid Row, you know, but I worked my way up and now, now I have a nice little pad, you know, I'm living comfortably now, you know. That's right. That's what's so, up, man. I'm trying to make, you know, trying to push that kind of messages out there too. You, you had a small little apartment by Skid Row. Yeah. In Skid Row, actually. Yeah. The fuck? How much, how much is the apartment in Skid Row going for? Like I was paying 330 330 a month? Yeah. What's it? Was it like a little one bedroom? It was a was it like a county type thing that they help you out? It was pretty much, yeah. Okay. It was for low income. It's just a room, room yeah. with a sink. It's a you know shared bathrooms and stuff. But it's 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 those old ass uh, hotels that that's, they that's turn into doing. yeah that's that they doing. turn into a um, low income housing. But you know it's just you go we walk outside you're gonna see all kinds of oh so you're okay you you're you're the guy that actually becomes successful because I don't know if you knew I got the green light from the homeless. <laughs> the home, yeah, the homeless want to homeless want to beat me down. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I got the green light from the homeless, you know, because I talk shit a lot about the homeless, right? But it ain't the homeless. To me, we got so many people that are drug addicts, homie, and most of them they try to stay there homeless. They're not. They're fucking drug addicts. And, and you coming from that area of Skid Row, those programs are made to do exactly what they did with you to help people that want to get on their feet, right? And, and I always push for it. I want to, I want, since you were there, I want to ask you if you think I'm wrong. I push for those programs that you were in, that people that go in those programs get drug tested. Because what I see a lot of times is people that they just use it, abuse it, and until they get kicked out. Most of the times, yeah. Most of the times, yeah. Skid Row, I think it, it enables you, you know? Thank you. Thank like, you. They're dude. just there and, you know, they get fed all the time. You'll never go hungry when you're living in Skid it's Row. It's every Tecato's dream, yeah. homie. Yeah, pretty much. The, 
needle exchanges down the street. They'll give you all this, all everything but the dope. You know, no, the dope, the dope's coming. It's coming. It's <laughs> yeah, coming right yeah. now. It's been slow, but the dope's coming. But yeah, so you're a person that was there, and you see it too. Yeah. I, I mean, to me, those programs are made to do exactly what it did for you—to give you a place that's that's a uh, low cost. But you had to struggle because, hey, listen, to be honest, you were gangster. You were doing your thing. And now this is where you're at. This is where you landed. But there is an opportunity for you to change. And you changed. Right. But did you see a lot of guys in there that did it and were like, I don't give a fuck? Right. There, there, are, there are a lot of those. I think, I think there's more of those than there's more of you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I you, see about 90% of them. Thank you. They're, they're just, you know. That's a high percentage. Yeah. Just That's what it is. Abusing it. That's yeah. what it is. And, and, and to me, it's enabling them, homie. It's enabling, right? If, if you really wanted to help the homie out, you're not going to sit there and tell the homie, hey, for you getting high, okay, here's a R, here's a cuarto for you, here's a little bit of money for you. No, you're going to sit there and say, no, fuck no, fool. Listen, get your shit clean. I want you to get clean. Then I'll fucking, I'll give you some housing. Then I'll do this. Then I'll do that. But the way the program, the program, to me, it's almost set up where they want you to keep getting high because then social programs will keep getting funded. Maybe. Hmm? What do you think? Jeez, never been to Skid Row. Just walked through it. So how many how many months were you on Skid Row living there? I was there for about a year. Oh shit! What what streets were that? That was in Crocker and Seventh. Oh oh yeah, that's right there. Oh boy, yeah. we got lost over there. That's right. <laughs> so so you were there for and were you going out at night or what were you doing? How were you smoking yeah. a crack out there in the tents or you're like I'm out of here? You're just trying to get out. I was just working and coming that, home and that was it. That shit was yeah. ratchet that out was there, it. fool. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. Right? I've seen, see, see some fucked up shit right there. You know? And at night, I could only imagine, oh boy. Yeah, you know, you come out, you buy a car, just fucking shit right there, you know, needles, you oh. know. Those homeless dudes using your car as their back support where they're shitting right next to your, oh, you know, to your tire, and you know. Jesus. It's, yeah, it, it gets bad, you know. So you were there how many months uh, again? About a year. Oh, Jesus. So, so, so you were living on a skid in a small little house. And at that point, were you like, Fuck this, I'm gonna get my life straight. Oh yeah. I I mean I knew I was yeah. using that just for a stepping stool, you know? Just and that's what people to, need to do. Know? It's a it's a exactly. stepping stone, right? Yeah. And, and but too many people use it and they end up making a crutch out of it, homie. Yeah. Right? It's true. It should have like some kind of a probation thing where you, you know, drug tests and all of that. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm telling yeah. you, that's that's the way to do it. You you heard it over here from Chino. After this, we're gonna go to members only. And we're gonna chop it up, maybe you know, let's take a talk. You, you smoke, you know? I don't know. You don't have to say it. You, oh, no, you're in the union. You can't smoke, homie. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanna sit there. Let's go ahead and get the intro out of here, Chris. Anybody wants to follow Chino, Chino, let them know where to follow you, homeboy. And go ahead, give your shout outs over here. Let people know where to follow you. On uh, TikTok, um, look for a, look for a Hockey Mask 13. And uh, that's about it. Skid Row has drug dealers that look like homeless. No, they don't look like... Uh, there's a bunch of drug, drug dealers over there, huh? Oh, yeah. There's drug dealers that live in the tent right there. No. Yeah, they, they live... They're, they're, there, they're there at the daytime in the tent, and at night they go home. Oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah. Ah, shit. They, they go back to their nice apartments. Yes, sir. Oh, man. Yes, sir. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't I get no phone calls. They, they don't want to call me. Call me. I got the number up there. I'm going to give it one more few seconds here. People said they want to call. You can call the number, 818-538-9330. Uh, Chris, can you put up that 1999 Super Chat? I want to see who that is real quick, so I give him a shout-out. How do you like the beat? How do you like the vibe? How you like the vibe, Chino? I like it, man. I love it. Yeah. Thanks for having me here, man. No, man. Thank you, homie. That was great. It's, it's, 
So you, you got rid of the taka, huh, Karnal? Oh, yeah, I'm getting, uh, I got rid of that. I'm getting rid of a few more, as a matter of fact. IBT396. Let's keep rolling. How many sessions? Twice. That's twice? Yeah. This was real light, though. Yeah. So. No, but you can see it. You, how, how old were you when you got that? You were a kid, huh? Um, Actually, I was like 19. Yeah, you were a kid. <laughs> 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 no, they, they ain't tapping in. It ain't no thing but a chicken right. wing. With that, Chris... Bubu, you got any- Oh yeah, did you give a shout out to the to the to the homie that you met yesterday? Oh, my homeboy Mike over from uh, Whittier Daddy went and party with them at uh, Bruce's and Edgar G. Uh, Ernie fan, G. Ernie G. I'm sorry, Ernie G. A uh, big fan of ours that I, that I met over there. My phone? It rang. I don't know if it rang. Actually, yeah, I think it did ring. I'm sorry. You know what? I have it down. Let me call <laughs> this gentleman back real quick. Dun 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 dun. dun. Uh, I'm gonna come back real quick. All in, back. There you go. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even hear it. You heard it, though. I'm all fucked up, man. That Mike's heart. Mike's heart lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know was what it is, Chris? Jersey Mike's. <laughs> huh? No, nah, not Jersey. I, yeah, I think it was. Uh, hold on. He's coming on right now. I don't know if my blue is my Bluetooth connected to that. I don't think that thing has a problem. My Bluetooth's not connected. That's why I didn't hear it. Yeah, I didn't hear it either. Yeah, yeah. No, you're gonna hear it. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, people. We do got the number up there. I think my Bluetooth was not connected. Hello, hello. There you go. Did you hear that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, people. We do got the number. Hold on. Somebody's. What was that? What was that? What was that? Hold on. We'll be back right now. Hang up. Hang up. But we want you to dance while we're here. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. And... Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, my Bluetooth was not connected to it. I had about three phone calls that I missed. I'm going to see. Might be some. There we go. Let me call him back real quick. Hello. Do you know your insurance is? <laughs> yeah, your warranty has run out. Uh, hey, do you get those phone calls? Hello. What's going on, Playboy? What's going on, Gil? Just fucking giving you props. Run him through. Are you you on? Hey, All right, man, you know. Talk to us. Where, where are you calling from? Can I let us know? I'm calling from Santana, homeboy. Okay, so talk to us. Homeboy. What oh, you got to say? Hey, you know what? Homeboy's fucking story is like, it's a real fucking story of like being triumphant at the end. You know, we all do our dirt when we're young. But homeboy, you know, hell, and you, you know what? I can tell that that, that, that the Chino, he, he fucking handles this shit with respect. For shit. sure. You know, I, I could just see it in his face. That's you know, and it's, it, it, you know, I got, I got a whole, I got a whole bunch of homeboys from work. Like, I'm a dental tech, dog, you know, and, and like, there's a bunch of Koreans. I mean, bro, like, there's some times where, like, I fucking switch my lunch with the Korean guy. You know what I'm saying? Because, unfortunately, the fucking Hispanics uh, in, the, in the dental tech world would hate on a, on a younger homie. You know, like, they would hate because I'm a ceramist all this shit and they just want to keep their shit to themselves. So I eat, I eat lunch with the Koreans because right. the Mexicans <laughs> shun me. You know? That's the, that's the real shit. But hey, much respect to all three of you guys. Thank you. That's right. I, go, I hope you guys have a fucking a, a great fucking weekend and hey, I'm turning I'm turning all the homies into your fucking podcast homeboy. That's what I'm talking that's about. Right. Homie, get you. the message out there, Carnal. That's right. Hey, gracias, homie. Huh? Yep. 
All right, OC was in the building, homeboy. That's what's up. Yeah, some other people say, your phone line ain't working, American Cholo. Yeah, I haven't paid the bill, people. I need some donations, please. Can you can you guys, like, donate two bucks to me? I'm trying to pay my phone bill. I, I, yeah, then they'll be hating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. American Cholo's begging for money. Can, 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 I, can, I, can I please get, like, two bucks? I got no money for my Obama. I need an Obama phone. <laughs> I, I did have a couple phone calls. So I'm gonna, we're going to go on for about another five minutes. If we get some phone calls, we're good. If not, uh, que les vaya bien, Cardano. So what you got going on this week, homeboy? Nothing much, man. Just going to school. That's all I'm doing nowadays. What, what, what are you doing May 21st? May 21st? Yeah. What's going on? May 21st, we're having a meeting out here in North Hollywood. Uh, right here at the Victory Outreach. It's not part of the thing, but the, the homie, the pastor raised, let me use his, 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 uh, his, his, uh, facility. his facility. Mm -hmm. And we're going to have a meeting that's going to be about us to try to see how we can kind of progress as people, homie. As Rasa, as brown men. I mean, you grew up Chicano. And just come in there and, and have a, a place where we can share ideas with one another and try to see how we can actually get a movement going. I mean, so we're we're trying to bring this whole, and I, I know you've seen it now, unity. Everybody talks about unity and let's unite. Let's do this. Well, I'm calling everybody else. And it's it's a, a call out of arms to anybody who wants to make their neighborhood better, who wants to get that message across. And where we can start networking with one another who are like-minded like us to sit there and, you know, eventually make a, a political pool where, hey, dude, if you have an issue with Paletero's uh, going to attack, you talk to this. If you have an issue with you're not getting paid enough money, you talk with this. If you have whatever it is, we need to have a certain center core where we're speaking with one another. And so May 21st from 2 to 5 p.m., you're invited, Chino. I'm personally invited. Okay. Yeah, sounds good, man. Let's oh, see yeah. what we got. Jim, what's going on? Let him through, Chris. What's going on, bro? Talk this to Gil? us. Yeah, this is Gil, Chino, and Boo Boo, yeah. homeboy. Hey, what's up, bro? I'm, I'm watching on YouTube as I talk, so the, the video's a little bit behind. Um, I appreciate your guys' positive message, man. You uh, you might have checked me out on YouTube. I know you hit me up on uh, Instagram one time. My my name on there is Changed Man for Life. Okay. I did 24 years in prison. Oh, I've been yeah, home for yeah, six years. Yeah, talk to us, homie. Come on. Yeah, shoot it. Yeah, what's up, bro? Oh, I want to say what's up to Chino real quick. Congratulations, bro, on uh, on your life change, on, on your success you're having. All right. It's a blessing to see people be able to change their life and do all that. Uh, I wanted to touch on something real quick you mentioned, bro, about Please. the county programs and state programs that are helping homeless. Yes. And um, I work for a, for a social services agency. I'm actually the director of prison and reentry programs. I oversee four programs. Um, I'm responsible for millions, millions of dollars of funding, all after having done over half my life in prison. You know? Did but, um, you say chrysalis? So, so trip. Say again. Did you say chrysalis? No, no, no. Oh, the, okay. the name of where I work is called the Catalyst Foundation. Oh, okay. It's out here okay. in Lancaster. Um, but one of the things we were talking about was drug testing and stuff like that for people that are on these programs. Yes. Which I understand is probably a need for that in some situations. But most of those programs operate on a on a thing called housing first. And what the housing first model talks about is that if someone doesn't have a roof over their head, they're not going to care about getting clean. They're not going to care about trying to find a job or go to school or nothing like that. I mean, then it's, it's like, if you don't have some kind of stability at first, why even try to do all that? And I'm not saying that that's a cool model for everybody, but I do know that there's some people that we work with out here, out here in Nanolo Valley, and that's been a big help for them. Being able to get stable, get a roof over their head, some hot food in their stomach, 
And then from there, okay, now what do you need to do to get yourself together? Let's right. get you enrolled in a, in, a, in a rehab. Let's get you in school. Let's help you find a job. But, no. but you know, keeping it real, how many hands are going to want to go look for a job? They ain't even got nowhere to lay their head, you know? Yeah. Le, le, okay. How many, how, how many years did you end up doing, Cardano? And we're going to have you on. We already talked about how many years did you do straight? I did 24 straight, bro. And when did you get out? I got out in 2015. 2000? I went in in 1991. Jesus. Um, this is what it is, uh, on my opinion, right? I've seen the whole cycle go on and on, and what you guys are doing is a great and beautiful thing. But the reality of it is that most of these programs that are run for the homeless, they do no drug testing. They do pretty much run amok because it's a system where people are just making money and just cycling the money. It's like anybody else. Right. And the first thing they tell you in any drug treatment program, which is an AA meeting, anything else, you have to first admit you have a problem. And when you're ready to, absolutely, when you're ready to get clean, you're ready to get clean. But to sit, and I'm not saying right. you guys do it, but to sit here and spend billions of dollars is what California is spending on homelessness. And, and, and not even right. saying we have a drug addiction problem because the problem is not homelessness. The problem is drug addiction. You can see it, and I'm sure you know right, it. Right, and, and until we Mental health, too. A lot of mental yeah, health issues. Yeah, yeah, but the mental health comes from smoking meth for the last two or three years. Then they go crazy, homie, because I got homies on the same thing. Right, right. I mean, right. I, I think if we got a lot of that money and tested people, right, and then also if we spent a lot of that money and actually put it towards the youth or put it towards, like, programs, hey, dude, learn how to tie rebar, learn how to do this, actually do that, I think it would definitely help much more but there is an in-between line that we can come you know in, into into an agreement with and now the the last question to me when you coming on homie let's talk about it i'm ready bro. i'm ready <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know i'm out here in lancaster so it's a little mission to get over to the right ain't but no mission it's like 45 minutes fool it's like 45 minutes can't pitch a mission <laughs> way no mom is way for he says a little mission it's like 45 minutes somewhere we'll give you a gas card don't trip <laughs> hey, let, let people know your, let people know your channel where we can find you homie hey. okay on youtube and instagram i go by changed man for life on youtube it's just like it sounds changed man the number four and then life on instagram it's changed underscore man underscore the number four underscore and then life and, and the last I thing appreciate hey, everybody hey, checking hey, me out i hope i hope you got time because we'll be doing a thing an event i know you do victory outreach too we're gonna be at that one in north hollywood absolutely if you, if you got time may 21st come through homie we would love to hear your story as well all right bro i appreciate it that's that you guys have a blessed evening god bless you that's right man god bless you thank you for that yeah, that's the homie. We, me and him, uh, you know, hit each other up. He, yeah, he did 24 years in the joint. He, he got out in 2015. Like I said, geez, imagine 1991 Jeez, to 2015. That's a, that's a stretch, man. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's like coming from fucking from, not even be, before, yeah, that's coming from NWA <laughs> when NWA is barely getting hot to 2015 to Taylor Swift, oh boy. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if, if, you uh, put, if, if you put it that way, right? <laughs> He was calling in real quick. Carlos, what's good? Calling uh, you from Chicago. Oh, what's up, Chirac? Yes, sir. Nah, man, I've been following your channel. I'm pretty active on your thing, man. I just love what you do. And I kind of wanted to see what the racial tension is currently right now. You know, because I hear in Chicago, man, we don't see that. You know, even between gangs, you know, it's, it's the color of your rag. That's that's the people out here. Well, well, I think I think what it is, and, and a lot of people miss uh, 
misconstrued the 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 LA scene, right? They think that we're just on some racial shit that we're, you know, fuck these guys because they're black or fuck. No, it has nothing to do with that. At the bottom line, if you get down to the root of the issue, it's gangs. It doesn't matter what it is. It's gangs because if you look at the numbers, homie, we as brown men kill more brown men. Blacks kill more black men. We kill each other, but it just happens to be if we're in a certain area that has black people and essays, they're going to eventually start beefing because that's what gang members do. They fight for the smallest and dumbest little things. The only thing is it's so serious. So it really has nothing to do with it. The difference with us in California is we actually organized it, did what we did. And a lot of people, especially the brothers don't know, is that in, in Cali in the early 80s, the brothers were we're trying to we're punking us they were deep they're bigger they're bigger guys they were punking us and eventually we got together and said no fuck that we're pushing back homie and then all of a sudden the narrative got changed to oh look at these vatos they're racist well it's not that we're racist that we got tired of being punk we got tired of, of being bullied because you think you're bigger than us but now in 2022 it has nothing to do with it, it has everything to do with let's get the people in our neighborhoods to understand that you know what we're fighting for nothing there's a bigger fight and the fight is for the future of our kids i mean politically to get involved yeah, but like I see that because like when the Black uh, Lives Movement, all the riots start happening out. You remember that? Yeah, for Rival sure. Rival gangs in Chicago, man. People that would never, you know, they wouldn't shake hands or, you know, it was it was on site type of deal. Right. They joined up and nobody was going to come into our hood, you know? Yeah, we, nobody. Were, we weren't going to let you. I no. saw that you guys were not going to let people come in there and loot, man. And, 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 no, that's. And that's a good thing. You know, we, we'll put our differences aside, you know, but the community comes first, you know. And, and, and that's that, what I love about your. Uh, that's Project right. And, you know. Thank you, man. I appreciate that, brother. All right, man. Saludos. Iraq, homeboy. That's right. People, people actually like us. You know, believe it or not. Nice. All the way from Chicago, huh? Yeah, yeah. We get, we get it from everywhere, homeboy. We get it from everywhere. That's right. That's right. The message is the message, homie. The message on my channel has never changed. One iota. The message is, we were wrong. We were gang banging. We we're doing all this stuff. But are we going to continue to live that? And continue to live that lie? Nah, I mean, we're going to sit there and try to do something better for our nieces, our nephews, our kids, our grandkids, our future generations, homie. Because if we don't do it, you know, who's going to do it, homie? Right. Yes, so, sir. So you come, you come in May 21st? Yeah. You, I'm you, down. You're going yeah. to let your people know on TikTok, homie? Yeah. All yeah. right. So there you go. Chino, May 21st. Chino yeah. is there. Uh, I think Hood Santa is there. Uh, we got Long Beach Carlos in the house. We got uh, Mega Man. We got Tony A. We've got a lot of people. This has nothing to do with YouTube. This has, has to do with us as men and women coming for our community and doing something that's for us to share ideas, to network with one another. That way, you know, eventually, hey, you know, you got an opening for somebody who wants to do some work, you know, it's shit like that. Like, hey, homie, yeah, we do have a union thing. So we can come together to what? To make us all move up in the... All right. Who's calling What's up, Mr. Johnny Garcia? Hey, what's up, Gil? How you doing? Good, good. Talk to us. You got Chino hey. and Boo in the house. Hey, what's up, Chino? Hey, you I just wanted what? to see if Chino has any good story for uh, for that guy um, for 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 for, for the for the for his name is Timothy. Uh, uh, you're breaking up, homie. You're breaking Timothy up. Timothy McGee. For who? Timothy, Timothy McGee. McGee. Oh no, no. We're, we're, maybe yeah. maybe we'll talk about it on the on the members only, homeboy. Other than that, no, we're not we're not we're not hitting that subject, homeboy. But appreciate the phone call. All right, people. So <laughs> maybe we'll go on members only and have some different discussions. Other than that, man, Chino, give your shout outs. Let people know 
what it is, homeboy. I gotta give you your last word. Let them know. Nail us in the house, homeboy. Just check me out on uh, TikTok. Hockey mask once again. Hockey mask that's it. Other than that, yes, let's, get us, let's get us out of here, Chris. I wanna I wanna thank all you guys for tapping in with us. You guys know right. what it is already. Let me turn this down so nobody bugs us. Um once again, Cardenismo clothing, thank you. Suavecito pomade, thank you. May 21st, I'll make a video tomorrow that you guys know all the ins and outs about it. We gotta come together, we gotta do this, stay brown and proud and never stay signing. That's right. Fade to black, Chris. Let's get the hell out of here. See you next time.